I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Like victory. G'day listeners, welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews, it's your host Sandboy, and we've got a Halloween slash scary movie flashback episode for you. Um, this week we're talking about the 1996, I wouldn't say cult classic, I'd say mega hit, Wes Craven's Scream, uh, with me to discuss all things Inside joke slash meta slash self-reflective <laughs> is Anth. Anth, how are you, bud? Hey, Sam. Do you like scary movies? No, I think they're shit. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. I'm glad. Um, then you would have liked this because it's not very scary at all. But I'm here. Well, I'm, here. I'm excited. Let's talk scream, baby. All right. So, um... Before we kick this bad boy off, uh, listeners, in the sound quality of this episode may be a bit different to what you're normally used to, but that's okay. We're here. We finally had a time to get together. Life events have made me very busy um, at the moment. Um, likewise for Anthony, so we, we, we've uh, we've managed to tee up some time. So just enjoy the conversation. Go with it, all right? And, and to my loyal listeners, if you're wondering what's going on, I'm actually in a car park because my laptop is having internal issues with its internet receiver gimmick and i'm in i'm oh, using my phone using a headset in a car park so to get in the horror movie mood i've decided to go in one of the most dodgy <laughs> dodgier car parks in my neighborhood and hopefully live i will get mugged <laughs> you guys so listen to a bit later on because i'm dedicated to my fans there you go um well hopefully that doesn't happen but uh you know fingers crossed all right so um it, First of all, how offended are you that the first Wes Craven film we discussed on this podcast is Scream and not A Nightmare on Elm Street? No, nah, not very offended at all, man. <laughs> really? No, nah, well, I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know, we're two very different uh, styles. Um, you know, we do like some similar things, but A Nightmare on Elm Street is not one of those uh, situations that we would probably talk about. I have made the adjustment and... I've come to terms with the fact that you're a bit of a wussy. Um, therefore, we would discuss wussy horror. So, not offended at all. Um, I like Friday the 13th, actually. <laughs> Friday the 13th is not A Nightmare on Elm Street, Sammy boy. Oh, sorry, A Nightmare on Elm Street, sorry. Same thing or whatever. Uh, I guess you really like it, then, hey. <laughs> um, And I liked Last House on the Left. That was actually... And The Hills Have Eyes, that was pretty good. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh. that, that, they were all good. Alright, uh, we're regressing here. So, um, uh, as I mentioned at the top of this uh, podcast, this um, this movie screen came out in 1996. It was probably the first, uh, would you say the first slasher that combines a bit of a comedic um, thriller, as in who's the killer, as also a bit of a satire, as well as, I'd say, gratuitous, gory, and over-the-top. Yeah, look, I, I'll definitely say it's the first satire. But that's the point of it? That's the point? Um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first satire slasher, and, um, and that is definitely the point. And, and we'll dive into it, um, I'm sure, into this podcast about you know how that works and everything. Um, I, right after Scream, I thought I'd... Um, just compare it to um, some older slashes that have kind of, you know, cemented. Uh, obviously, Halloween was one of them, but Prom Night um, was another. And I watched Prom Night, and um, I was like, wow, yeah, this is... Scream is definitely 
very self-aware. And you don't really appreciate it when you're younger. I mean, I was seven years old when this came out, when you're younger and watching it. Uh, when but, did you first you see know, it? Uh, I would have, I think I first saw it probably at the ripe age of like, I don't know, 12 or whatever. Um, you know, just because it'd be whatever my older brother was watching at the time. Um, and uh, I think I watched Scream 2 before I watched Scream, just because I liked that Jerry O'Connell kid, and I didn't want mm. him to die. And Chris was telling me that he got gutted up like the most gruesome way, so I was watching it. I'm like, no, Jerry, no! Um, Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> he died, spoiler alert. Um, and, and yeah, like, I de- definitely upon a rewatch, you know? you gotta uh, be yeah. you got to be aware of what horror is to, to really enjoy this movie for all the little insider quirks and jokes. Um, yeah, and I'm going to say that at the time, I was probably, if you were seven, I would have been around 10, 9, 9 or 10. And I actually saw this, not, saw this in 1996. Um, video release, though. So it wasn't when it first came out in the movies. Um, and it was scary because back then, because of the ghost face um, gimmick was actually... I don't know. It was a bit... Now it seems funny and stupid, especially with the scary movie um, uh, takes and how they, you know, you know, play up how stupid it is. But back then, it was, it was, it was sort of just because it was almost like it's a guy in a cheap Halloween costume. Well, that was the thing. So, Scream brought it back real? to yeah, they brought it back to the right basic. So, I mean, what happened was the horror genre kind of went off. That's yeah, and that's my next point. This this revived the slasher genre. Oh, yeah, yeah, hands down, definitely. Um, it definitely, re- yeah, revived the slasher genre and brought it into a new generation. And, and we'll talk, I'm sure, about the films that, not the sequels, but like that t- the type of films that follow- followed, like uh, I know you did last summer and Urban Legend and all that, but you saw the what happened was the killer wasn't so much, um, you know, some mythical, well, not mythical, but some unstoppable force of, you know, supernatural nature. It ended up being you know, your boyfriend or, um, you know, your best friend's sister or whatever. And it actually went back to the basics of Prime Night and all that because Prime Night, the killer, was uh, the the uh, brother. So it brings back those basics and kind of just, like, brings everyone back to the very beginning but has this fresh, um, almost, like, smart, for all you wrestling fans out there, Smart, uh, out, you know, Marky Mark outtake about it, where everyone is just so aware of what's going on, but yet they're still getting picked off one by one. It's and Ghostface was definitely at the pinnacle of slasher villains in the late nineties, mid to late nineties to early two thousands. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, should we give a very brief plot synopsis? I mean, very, very, very briefly. The film opens up with a bang. Um, a beautiful, attractive teenager is at home making popcorn to watch a movie. Her phone rings. Initially, it's a wrong number. She hangs up, keeps ringing back, and just each time it, she hangs up, he rings back, and the killer is escalating the conversation, escalating the conversation to the point where she's now frightened and scared, turns on her patio lights um, to see her boyfriend taped outside. They play a little game of, um, you know, who was the killer on Friday the 13th. She says Jason Voorhees. It, that's wrong. It's actually his mother. And so um, Ghostface kills her boyfriend in front of her, gives a chase, then eventually kills her, and then opens up to the title sequence. And you're thinking, fuck, if that's the opening sequence, we're in for a bit of a, a ride here. Because one thing about horror movies, particularly like camp, you know, camp settings or, sl- you know, you know that, that teenager, you know, bullshit slasher mm. setting, is that not only they don't really not necessarily take a while to get into gear, but they don't they build up to the the event, and then once the event happens, when people start getting killed off, that's when the films usually sort of ramp yeah, up, the, and they ramp the, up. If that makes yeah, sense, there's, there's a there's like a uh, kind of like almost like a backstory of the killer getting his knife, stalking the victims, they're trying to build suspense. There might be one or two kills here or there, but this one here, it was. Um, uh, and also very important to mention, it was Drew Barrymore playing um, uh, Casey, was the character's name, I'm pretty sure. Um, so Drew, Mar- Drew Barrymore was playing her, and at the time, Drew Barrymore was, uh, was a megastar. 
um, definitely in the teenage genre. So you yeah. see Drew, yeah. and you're like, "Yep, she's the main, she's the main go-to, she's whatever." And then, bang, first ten minutes, she is gutted and gone uh, in front of her parents too. That was like a gruesome scene, man. That was like a real like it, like rewatching it. Just mm. the fact that she was on the phone dying to her mum. Like, you know, her mum... So this was back when landlines were a thing, ladies and gentlemen, for children who went around with landlines. If you were on the phone on one end of your landline and then you picked up, say, another phone that was in the house because you would have more than one phone in the house connected to the same line, you could listen to the conversation. So the mother picked up the phone to call the police because Casey was on the phone. She could hear the murder happening in front of her. And it was like... It was a super intense, very well-acted scene. Um... And way off with a bang. And you did not get that, as Sam said. You did not get that in Friday 13th. Or, you know, Halloween, yes, they had the the brief killing, but it was very brief. This was a drawn-out sequence. You got to know the character. You developed, not a bond, but you developed that character. She was smart. She was strong. She fought off the killer. She was a bit of a survivalist. She just slipped up and made one mistake. And that's what got her. Um, And... It kind of doesn't give you much respite, to be honest, because maybe 10 minutes later, Sydney uh, suffers her first attack, and Sydney's the main character. And she, I think, is, again, similar situation, home alone, waiting for a boyfriend to come over. And before a boyfriend comes over, um, she is uh, threatened by a ghost face and is attacked. But she, this time, different from Casey, is that she actually managed to escape. And her boyfriend, uh, Billy, I think, rocks up shortly after. Um, but um, basically drops his cell phone and Sydney thinks it's Billy. Billy's arrested and Sydney spends the night at a friend's house where um, she sees, uh, receives another threatening call. So it can't be Billy because Billy got arrested. What a day when if you had a cell phone, it was like random and weird, eh? Yeah. Like- he drops his cell phone automatically. He's a suspect because the killer called on a cell phone. <laughs> it's like, imagine that happening now. Jeez. <laughs> Everyone's a suspect, to quote Scream 2. Um, and through sequence events, it's basically the, the, the film follows um, uh, Sydney as she tries to piece together with her friend's um, who the actual killer is and her friend circle seems to be getting picked off um, rah, 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 rah. long story short it's a very convoluted story but the killer is is actually her boyfriend Billy and Billy's whole motive is that her father sorry her um, Sydney's mother had an affair with Billy's father broke up their family unit and Billy took that very personally and decided to go on this rampage um I guess the only surprise was that Billy fakes his own death through this process. He kind of take him out as a suspect. But when he comes back, it's like, yeah, this is pretty obvious. And to be honest, looking back on it now, this seems so cheesy and dumb. But when it first came out in 1996, it just blew people's minds, mate. This whole whole reveal was like, what the fuck? You know what cracks me up? Right, and, and again, I, look, I just rewatched this yesterday, and I, you're absolutely right. The whole reveal that it was the boyfriend, yeah, blew people's minds because it's the boyfriend, but it was also the boyfriend's best friend. But, because uh, there was two of them being killers, so you had um, Stu, who was the best friend, and Billy. Oh, yeah, that's right, Stu, that annoying guy. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry. Played, yep. played by yep. Matthew Lillard before Scooby-Doo fame. Anyway, yeah. um, so they, yeah, they, were, they were the killers, right? But when you when you rewatch the movie, right? They pointed out at the very beginning that Stu and Billy are the killers, right? And it is pretty much said through the entire movie. And when you watch it the first time, you're like, "Whoa, oh my god, I didn't see that coming!" Right? But when you rewatch it, you're like, "Fuck! How come I didn't see that coming?" It is so damn obvious. I mean, um, one of the characters, oh jeez, uh, uh, the nerd kid. The name escapes me. Who, Jamie Kennedy's character? Jamie Kennedy's Randy. character, yeah. Randy, Randy, thank you. Um, Randy points out, um, you know, or oh, maybe you're the killer, Stu. And, you know, and like, why would I be the killer? And, you know, they, they talk about it. 
And at the end, you know, Randy goes, nah, you can't be the killer because you've got to be the man to be a killer, like kind of thing. It's a joke. And Randy's like, um, she's like, oh, ha, ha, yeah, 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 right, right. I'm not the killer. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, he is. And they, and like the reveal with uh, the cell phone when Sydney first gets attacked, like why, like, of course it's him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty common misdirect. Like, it's a you pretty know? obvious misdirect, sorry. Um, oh, yeah, I don't disagree. Like, I think um, at the end of the day, ultimately, it's it's this film was made to be just another slasher, um, but it did enough things right to sort of reset, um, I guess, reset the genre and get people enthused about it because at this time, there's so many, like, straight to video cheaply made shitty shitty produced horror films and this is the first one that had a really good budget looked good um had a really popular cast so i think um neve campbell was on a tv show i can't remember party of five or something um so she was a big star corny cox was on friends i think around that time um had rose mcgowan who was a big deal um jamie kennedy who was a big deal drew barrymore as you mentioned oh david yeah, David Arquette. Yeah, yeah. So it actually had a... Before, before had, he was WC champion. Yeah, exactly. So it, had, so it actually had like a lot of depth to its um, cast and it wasn't... It doesn't look cheap. It looks like a like a film, like a really good, really well-produced film. The script is decent enough to, I guess, give you... I mean, there is pretty much... It is all jump scare. Like, it is that kind of movie. Yeah, but it's also, it, I think it is well-written, and it, and it is fairly smart, and most importantly, is self-aware, and I think it does a really good job of hiding the obvious out in the open. Mm. Um, you've got a lot of red herrings. I really like uh, Fonzie's character, uh, the principal, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and the father as well. Harry Winkler, yeah. Briefly, you know, even though he was in there briefly, like everyone, everyone had their role to play, and they played it. They played it really well. It was definitely... And it was uh, the one thing was the pacing of the movie was uh, perfect. Yeah, it was, yeah, it yeah. Was, it was quick. Um, there was character build, but it was on the go character build, and it did not wait to get to the finish line. Like it, it just it just went. And the only part that really dragged was maybe the end reveal. But yeah. other than that, you know, it was it was pretty quick. Did you know um, Linda Blair was in this as a reporter? Linda Blair, yes. Yes, I did. Do you like The Exorcist? Um, look, that's probably a very uh, long episode for another day. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm undecided actually about The Exorcist, but we, we can get into that another day. Because I love it. I love that. That's one of my, if I was to say in terms of horror films, that's probably the only one I can rewatch and enjoy and be enthusiastic about. Um, <laughs> Jesus, fuck you! Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> it's so over the top. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's batshit crazy. Um, another thing that this film was really sort of noted for was the the amount of um really 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 gratuitous violence. So you see a lot of knife stabs where I guess um slashes had always kind of done that in the past, but I um. In this, you actually see the knife go in a lot of times, um, and it's very, very, very violent. And I feel that it's done to such an excess that it also makes it somewhat comedic. And then, kind of, the first stabs, you're like, "Oh Jesus!" But then, after like twenty, you're like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna relax there, buddy." And when they even talk about Billy, how he fakes the, the his death, and he talks about, "Oh, it's fake blood, it's corn syrup." That's what they do in the movies. It's, it kind of zaps you out it to go, oh, this is all fake. So they kind of really do handle that very um, tastefully, I guess, if that's mm. kind of what the right word is, that they just just make people aware that it's, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, well, that's, that's the other thing, too, that you can't forget is that Scream is a satire. So yeah. death scenes are intentionally the way they are because... Um, before that, it wasn't uh, that it wasn't that clear in the nineties though. Honestly, the, now no, when no, you watch no, it no, back, it's pretty obvious. Not. Yeah, like this is 
this is now, this is like a horror fan study film, right? So this is one that we sit down and we study and we go, ah, so this is actually a smart take on the <sighs> over-the-top violent deaths that were in films like Friday the 13th and and an Iron Elm Street that were just played for laughs. Oh, I see. Ha, 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 ha. That's what it is. Um, but yes, in the 90s, no, it was just, it was just violent. But the thing that was scary about it, Sam, is that it was just some dude doing it. Which brings me to my gripe about Ghostface. Let's hear it. He's just a bit too clumsy, man. Like, well, I, they, I, they, um, they, like, they parried that very well in, um, Scary Movie. Like, he oh, is yeah. actually is hilarious how he just flops all over the place. Oh, man. Like, uh, it was so funny rewatching this, right? I, uh, just before you told me, hey, let's do Scream, I, I got Amazon Prime and I've been just going through. Uh, oh, you did get it, did you? Yeah, I did go. Do you like it? it? Yeah, I like it. It's got a lot of... It's got, like, Chopping Mall. It's got Prom Night. It's got all these old... Yeah, it's got all those... Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it's great. Like, I'm, I've been binge-watching heaps of stuff. But um, the one thing I watched that was on there um, was... Do you remember... Yeah, Scary Movie come out. Scary Movie was obviously the popular one. And then there was another one that came out in the same year. It was pretty much the same movie. It was called Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th. Uh, nah, I yeah, don't think it had, I'm sure. it had Tom Arnold in it, and um, and that chick from Saved by the Bell. Um, and I just watched it just before Scream, and it was like, all right, even though that one was clearly played for laughs, it was just like, if the fart jokes were taken out, like Ghostface would have probably, if I just put some comedic sound effects. Like, mm. I could almost sit down and watch either that or Scary Movie uh, or this other film, and I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because he's just such a clumsy fuck. <laughs> just stand mm. up and kill somebody. Stop running around and tripping over shit. <laughs> well, I mean, because they're teenagers, I guess you could see them being clumsy, especially that mm. um, the other dude, what was his name? Not Billy, the other guy. Um, uh, Stu. Stu. Stu, yeah. He just has this weird, lanky body. And you could see him be, like, weird and lanky and just trip over everything. Um, I just don't find it scary because I'm not saying this because I'm trying to sound like a badass, but I think if I was in that situation, unless Ghostface got the jump on me and got a fatal stab wound, I reckon I'd be able to take him out. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know. Look, I mean, he, if you compare him to Mike Myers or um, uh, Jason, definitely not um, as imposing. Um even like Freddy, yeah, it's it isn't. But then again, it's not really the same sort of. Um... No, it's not, and I think that's why it's actually um, been like revived and actually um, continue to be a prominent film even today. Because um, if you look at, all right, you look at Friday Thirteenth, you look at um, they did do redo Michael Myers, but they couldn't have kept him the same way that he was being depicted. They had to change it up a little bit. Um, back to the basics. Um, and make him human again. But if you look at, like, say, Freddy, they try to remake mm. Freddy, he didn't work. They try to remake Jason, he didn't work because I was just so unrealistic. Like, the difference is, all right, you've got aliens and alien, you can suspend your disbelief or whatever. But if you just got, like, a slasher coming at you, like, I think those movies are just far too... Nowadays, probably a bit too dumb. And I, and I hate saying this because I love those movies probably just a bit too dumb for a modern audience whereas scream because it's just it's real you know i think mm. that's that's the charm behind it even though i can't stand that killer i think that's the charm and that's why it survived so long because it has been a long time now yeah it's been so, ages yeah, yeah and yeah. it's spawned four movie, uh, three other sequels yeah, um, and a tv tv series as well didn't it oh yeah that's right too um uh, anyway so some interesting. We'll get into the sequels in a minute, but some interesting facts. Um, this the filming had to change high schools because um, students, no, not students, parents, um, objected to, to the filming taking place in their children's school, and they kind of thought um, there'll be some correlation to, between an actual murder of an actual student, which occurred three years prior, which kind of left that whole area um, a bit rattled. And I was just thinking, if there was an actual murder three years prior by a student, you probably wouldn't want to have the same high school, right? But so they had now had to move the school to a different uh, location. 
Um, so that's a bit of a fun fact. Didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that, and you, and you can't tell. That's for sure. Um, Bob Weinstein, one of the producers, because this was released by Miramax, um, so Harvey Weinstein's company, he disliked the Ghostface gimmick. He pretty much thought it wasn't scary. Um, and he wanted to actually replace Craven. Um, oh, you don't replace Craven, you fuckwit. <laughs> you don't replace Craven, man. But what saved him was the footage of the first 13 minutes of the film when Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. um, gets murdered. That actually saved his, and he was allowed to be continue as a director. Um, yeah. I mean, Weinstein was then thought, oh yeah, this, this mask could be scary. <laughs> and the third and final act of the film, we talked about how the reveal took fucking forever, and it, and it does. Um, yeah. and, there's lo- and there's a lot of fake outs and a lot of fake deaths and a lot of cheesy twists and turns. And just a lot of exposition. Yeah. So that original cut was over 40 minutes long. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, it actually took 21 nights to film, and it was one of the most difficult to shoot, apparently, because whilst there was only one location, it had so many individual stories and deaths of multiple characters that um, actors spent weeks um, being coached of how to like stay dead in in while Kate while coated in fake blood and wounds so like um, if they were in the shot or established in the shot they had to stay <laughs> 21 nights just rock up and lay on the floor for like 8 hours so they need, yeah so they need like co- TV on his face. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, um, the director of photography, Mark Irwin, um, who actually has a decent rep in the industry. So I was looking at this guy's um, sort of uh, credentials. Um, and he's done, uh, I don't know, nothing out, like, nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, I guess, I guess some films would probably be like um, The Mask, uh, Dumb and Dumber, um, like like a lot of not mega hits, but pretty big hits. Um, he got fired because he um, Wes Craven found the footage shot was basically unusable and out of focus. So he was initially ordered to fire his camera crew and um, basically if he fired the camera crew, then the director of photography said he'd walk and then he said, fine, walk. Wow. Um, and Peter Deming and then later finished the film. Um, so Peter uh, has actually done probably not as many, the same deal, like this, well, working cinematographer. He's done things like um, Joe's Apartment, Austin Powers, uh, Mystery Alaska. That's a good movie, actually. Um, so yeah, so there's some interesting facts. Let's talk about. I mean, I mean, in terms of like analyzing the movie, you can't really. I mean, it did set a weird sort of subgenre in the slasher genre, if that makes sense. So what it did is set up a principle of you have to have um, uh, you have to have a cast of. Um, Sexy young teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. And you <laughs> have to, yep, yeah, you have to have, um, yeah, well, okay, young adults playing teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it. you have to have a female protagonist who is, um, the, final girl. the fi- yeah, exactly. And not only that, she has to be, um, gorgeous, attractive, and at the same time, athletic and somewhat, somewhat um, believable that she could, you know, def- fend off uh, a killer. And probably brunette. Yep, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And lastly, the killer has to have some sort of weird flex where they, not made necessarily related, but was in, in the person's circle and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! You just summed up like five movies. 
yeah, like it was just had to be some weird sort of connection. Like, so yeah, if you talked about, um, yeah, there was really. un, um, uh, I know we did last summer, which which is not a bad film. I don't mind it. It's okay. It is for what it was. It was, it was okay. Oh, look for a scream for a scream clone. It was it was alright, man. It was entertaining and it yeah, it was good. It was alright. Um. Uh, and then you had um. Urban Legend. Urban Legend. I remember Urban Legend. Yeah, that was that was the Urban Legend was dumb. I actually hated that for me. Yeah. And, and Urban Legend is exactly what you summarise. Um, yeah. You know, there was a, there was a uh, death scene at the beginning where the chick got decapitated, but that chick was responsible for the killer's boyfriend's death, and that's why the killer ended up killing her and then killing all the others. Yeah, that was yeah. You just you just summed up that movie. <laughs> I don't even think you knew it. Um. And ah, uh, she. What was the other one? There's one more. There's a couple actually. <sighs> it was what it was unmemorable. <laughs> but it was interesting. Oh, then obviously you also out of that you got the Scream Two, which came out a year after 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scream Three that came out I want to say 2001 2000. or 2000. Yeah, 2000. I think it was just 2000 plus. And Scream Four. Did we see this together? No, so we watched that uh, separately. Well, I've only actually ever seen Scream 4 once at home. Who did I see Scream 4 with? Wasn't me. Are you sure, wasn't you? No, it wasn't me, man. It, was, it was pretty much was a comedy. Yeah, it was It was fairly well played for... You know what? Scream 4 reminded me of... Um, Scream 4 reminded me of... And Wes Craven was always known for this, always being a bit too early. Like, he was too early with um, New Nightmare, like being a meta horror film. And then he brought Scream out, and he was all right. Um, but this one here was very, like, comedic. And what it actually reminded me of... It was a comedy. Was, it was actually, yeah, literally was a comedy. Yeah, but what it reminded me of was Halloween 2018. Like, it had, like, the same feel, but it also, it had those comedic, like, weird tones, like that kid, who, you know, that the young uh, African-American kid who just, you know, popped all these jokes and stuff. It reminded me of that. It was like, if he released this, you know, I know obviously he couldn't because he passed away, but if he released this, like, yeah, not, oh, seven years later, I think it would have done a bit better. Hmm, probably. Um, yeah. I didn't like Script 4, to be honest. I no, thought it was no, a bit dumb. No, I didn't like, I didn't like it either. I mean... I remember when I first... I mean, here's the thing, Sam. You know, I own pretty much every... <laughs> you know, I have to finish my horror franchises. Um, and I have... I just realized the other day while I was going through... I was like, yeah, I've got every Scream movie. And I put on Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 3. And I'm like, shit, I don't have Scream 4. But Scream 4 is so forgettable that... Um, get this. All right. So Netflix has the Scream TV series and that's it. Um, and then Prime has Scream 1, 2, and 3. No four. No one has yeah, right. four. No one has so, three four. You know, it's not the only we're not the only ones who forgot about it. Um out of all your favorite uh sorry, out of all the screen movies, which one's is, is your favorite? I probably like number two better than number one, to be honest. Uh look, I, I just finished because it got more serious from memory. I haven't seen number two in a while, but it kind of dropped the parody a bit and got a bit more into a slasher genre. No, no, like, I mean, I saw it yesterday. I, I definitely go Scream 1 over Scream 2. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I think Scream 2 had a bit, um... No, no, it's just shit. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I can't remember Scream 3 other than I, Courtney Cox didn't return. She got replaced by Parker no, no. Posey. No, she was there. Oh, was she? Yeah. She's been in every Scream movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Who was the killer in Scream 3? Scream 3, the killer was... Oh, my God. Sydney's half-brother from one of the affairs that her mother had. Jesus Christ. This Her mother just like to fuck, hey? Yeah, well, yeah. That, was, that was her, that was her gimmick. Um, I just think that's weak source, though. That whole, my mum, your mum broke up my parents' um can you just double check that corny cox thing now i'm starting to doubt I, I honestly don't think i think she was replaced by parker posey but let me have a look yeah you have a look because i can't get off skype on my phone at the moment no she's in yeah she's in it corny cox is in it Here. yeah thank you thank you yeah. Jesus. just in my head um yeah look um 
Oh, look, Scream, Scream 1, definitely my favorite. Scream 2 is definitely second favorite. Then Scream 3 and Scream 4. So it's pretty much in the order. Scream 3 is um, uh, flat out. It's just, it's just a rehash. It literally mm-hmm. is a rehash because they're on a movie set that um, is redoing the events from Scream 1. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it was just like... Here's the thing. Wes Craven caught lining in a bottle when he did Scream. Yeah. And then Scream 2, he tried to recreate it. And you know what? It, it, was, it wasn't a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. I know I just said it was, but it wasn't a bad movie. But it just wasn't good in a sense that you're not going to go, yeah, I definitely have to see this. Like, you go Scream, Scream is Scream, and then you can skip the rest. Do you know what I mean? You don't need yeah, to Scream yeah. But if you got to see any sequel, you would probably pick two. Um, and then Scream 3 was just like, it's the exact same movie, but now with a dumb killer, dumb storyline. And all the movies follow the same pattern. You get a couple or you know a character that you follow. Um, it might be a recurring character or it might just be a new, fresh-based character. And then they kill him off in the first scene. And they actually parried, parodied this in Scream 4, which is why Sam said it's pretty much a comedy, because it is. I think they did two false beginnings in Scream 4, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and like, and like then they go... And so Scream 4 is pretty much a, car- a parody of Scream 1, 2, and 3 now. So it's become a self-parody. And, you know, when you have four movies that all follow the same pattern, and Scream 4 was the same pattern because the boyfriend ended up being the killer again, even though the twist was that the final girl was the killer. No, you know, spoilers. But, like, was, you know, the accomplice or whatever. You know, it was pretty much... You got four movies that all replicate each other. So, Scream 1 definitely is the best. Um, and did you know that this film, Scream, Scream um, was apparently the highest-grossing slasher film since 2018's Halloween? Yes. No. Well, it was until, sorry, not until, since. Yeah, until, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, it did come out wrong, but I know what you mean. Yes. Um, it's, hmm. it, was, it was a good movie, man. It's definitely, and, and you know what? It was a movie that, it was a movie that, like, like my wife, she hates horror movies, right? Hates them. But there's two. Did she hate them for the same reason I hate them? Oh, I don't know. Why, why do you hate them? Because they're fucking dumb. Okay. She hates horror movies, right? Not because it's scary, because they're fucking dumb and always low budget and poor production values and dumb plots. Shut the hell up. (laughs) Two horror movies that, you know what? I I, want to school you in a minute, boy. There's two horror movies that she can watch. There's like, I know what you did last summer and Scream. And the reason is, oh, and Child's Play, but that's just because Chucky's adorable. the (laughs) The reason is, is that because it's just, it's not, like boo scary it's just like this is a scary thing that could happen kind of thing um and it's just like a dude do you know what i mean it's just like mm. the your mate it's like mm. if you decided that you were going to come in this car park and kill, and kill me i'll be like hey sam what are you doing with that knife you know it's it that's and that's and that's why i think it did so well is because it's a horror movie anybody could watch anybody and it's not you know horror films aren't dumb man the omen the shining Fuck you. Fuck. Hmm. I mean, I that's why I find um, The Strangers scary, because that, that's actually the psychos that invade a home. Did you watch the sequel? Uh, I haven't seen the sequel. The, stra- the Strangers Pray at Night? I, watch it for one scene only, and the po- that's the pool scene, man. Uh, I have, like, video footage. I was doing, like, a um, not a live stream, but, like, my mate's on a group chat. I was bored. I was watching this movie, and it was boring up until this point. Oh, so I was recording my reaction, and there's like footage of me cheering on that scene because it was so good. You watch it, man. You'll you'll be like, just fast forward to the pool scene and just watch that, and then turn it off. You won't be disappointed. All right, I can have a look. Um, uh, I mean, that's kind of really all I want to talk about. But this is it was lightning in a bottle. It captured um, a sort of uh, an essence about it that hasn't been replicated since successfully Correct. and um 
probably won't ever, to be honest. It so you know how like every I feel like horror genre has to have a breakout movie that takes the genre into a particular direction, yeah. and then another movie comes along and it's like a one eighty goes back the other way. So you had um had this which revived pretty much revived the genre and the yeah. slasher genre, and then kind of shortly after. When did Blair Witch come out? That kind of... Blair Witch... Sorry, Blair Witch was 99. So Okay, yeah. So then yeah. Blair Witch kind of took the horror in that direction. Um, then you got stuff like... um, What's the one with the the, ca- the cam and watching the kid? Uh, it's, that, it's the cam that's watching the kid in the cot. And the house is haunted. But you don't really see... It, like, you see it through... Well, paranormal activity. Paranormal activity. Like, so that was, you know... That it's you miss like, you miss you miss saw, but um. Anyway. Yeah, I like yeah yeah you get saw. Well, that's my points I'm trying to make. You get saw that takes into that fucking um. I don't know, pretty much gore porn direction. Um, then you also have uh uh Annabelle and like the whole sort of yeah. So um, yeah, insidious. The yeah, yeah. So all that stuff. It's gone, gone back in the ghost the the ghost direction, and then it's come back now. Um, yeah, you know, your Pennywise. So it's kind of, uh, so it, so it's gone back into almost like a self-aware horror as well, because, you know, um, there's, there's strong characters. Um, and now it's kind of traveling back into the slasher genre. Yeah. Um, I think Conjuring's about to die a horrible death. I just, how many Conjuring's are there for fuck's sake? Uh, there's, there's three. So Conjuring one, two were really good. And then there was three, uh, that's coming out soon. Um, and hopefully that's just as good as the first two. Yep. Uh, but then you had all the spin-off movies, and they're uh, all, besides Annabelle Creation, yeah, they're all dog shit. You know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I saw Conjuring One on a plane. Um, yep. I think to America, and I didn't hate it. I actually didn't mind that one. No, it was good. It, 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 you know why it's good? It's because it was something that just like Scream. Um, Conjuring was something that we hadn't seen in a while. Mm. So, yes, we did have Insidious that came out in 2010, and that was a ghost movie, but it was all jump scares, and, you know, there was deaths and whatever. This was, it was, all right, it's based on true events or whatever, but it was, a, it was, it was a story behind it. Mm. Um, nobody died in it, spoiler alert. Um, and, it, you know, it was a ghost movie. It, it mm. was a ghost demon possession movie, um, and and that and it was like, it was like Scream. So we had something that went back to the basics and brought that into a new generation of viewers. Mm. And then now all of a sudden we got fifty spinoffs that and on all these people that are trying to recreate that, just like you did with uh, Blair Witch. Blair Witch brought in the found footage genre. How many found footage films have we had? Um, Paranormal Activity revived that genre. And then all of a sudden, far out, 50 paranormal activities later. Um, but speaking of Blair Witch and, and speaking of paranormal activity and even conjuring, you know, once you get that lightning in a bottle, it's really hard to recreate it. I mean, look at their sequels. They do try. They do try. They do try, but far out, man. Blair Witch 2 and then Blair Witch 3. Ugh. Um, i got to ask you. Yes. So in, I guess... Wrapping this bad boy up. Yeah. Um, this was directed by, I think also written by Wes Craven, who is right. a iconic, iconic um, uh, horror director. Almost yeah. the same as John Carpenter. I would say not as good because he probably just had the one genre where John Carpenter pretty much went to. Oh, it, 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 as far as um, general direct, as far as a director goes in regards to legacy john carpenter has a wider range legacy um but if you want to look at horror specifically because that was wes craven wes craven is the superior director over john carpenter hmm there you go that's that's one man's opinion and that's why i like you on the show um but in terms of his body of work where do you think this sits in wes craven's filmography for you oh no it's 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 um it's definitely high up, man. Um, you know, Wes Craven for me will always be A Nightmare on Elm Street and will always be Scream. Last House on the Left, uh, yes, 
I mean, that's iconic, but, you know, looking back at it, it's, you know, he was young at the time and, and he was a low-budget movie he needed to get done. Um, the Hills Have Eyes, again, low-budget movie he needed to get done. And, yeah, and yes, it was well done, but as far as iconic and, you know, movies that I will rewatch over and over again, Nightmare and Scream, definitely. There you go. I mean, I like A Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't like the sequels. I like, can't stand the sequels. But I also like a lot of Wes Craven's um, shitty B-grade sort of low-budget films. Oh, no, no, no. They're, they're great. Don't get me wrong. They're great. But yeah. they, they are shitty, low-grade, you know, B-grade, low-budget movies. That's, yeah, I mean, very much so. You know, I mean, the good thing about Wes Craven that I really liked is that um, his interviews, everything. He was like a very giving director. Like you know, if someone wanted to remake something, you know, he he wrote scripts for the you know those remakes mm. potential you know whatever. He was a producer on the Hills Have Eyes remake. Mm. Um, you know, and he was also a producer on movies that were shockingly bad, like Dracula Two Thousand. So you know, but he was always willing to just um, put his name on a project, whether he was directing or not and give his input and, you know, try and bring new directors and, and new stars out of it. I mean, like, I think he, he's, yeah, he's fucking awesome, man. It's awesome. I mean, he was a, eyes did make a lot of money, but it's probably oh. back off, off of the uh, VHS home market. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, uh, and the sequel is actually pretty good too, but, um, not the sequel, the remake. I didn't mind the remake. Um, but in terms of his, his filmography, um, yeah, right. Um, in the eighties, you couldn't. He pretty much pumped out a film a year, mm-hmm. um, and not a lot of them were successful. Um, but if you were a fan of the genre, you kind of did watch them. And there, I think there's a couple in my mind that st- stood out besides the Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, shit, I gotta look it up now. Give me one sec. Go, oh, man. The Serpent and the Rainbow. Have you seen that one? That's a bit scary. Um, it's a bit. It's about sort of like voodoo magic and black, black and zombies. I guess it's not. Um, it's not great, but it's it's not horrific. You know what I mean? It's actually yeah. it's it's something I like. I don't know. It, I like I like that sort of dark magic. I mean, Last House on the Left is pretty cool. That's kind of what made him, I guess, in terms of set him on the trajectory he had um the remax horrible but that wasn't too bad and i think the other one um uh which i liked a lot um let's have a look here uh no that's the eddie murphy murphy movie that was terrible Oh, yeah, that was that was freaking bad, man. Um, I forget that he was in. Uh, he yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy and Wes Craven. Who would have thought? Maybe it wasn't him. Must have been a good one then. Ha! Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Oh, Deadly Friend. That's it. Is that and that's the one with the scientist. Wes Craven's, yeah, he, I definitely know his cult, like, his cult stuff and, you know, the stuff that brought him to the dance, but mm. if the, the others, man, like, I, you know, you got to get your hands on them and i got to find them. Yeah, yeah, excuse me, look at that. Ah, um, so I'd recommend you, this is definitely worth a watch and you haven't, oh, like, hands down. if you're watching, I mean, for those young millennials or, I don't know what they're called, people younger than us, if they're born in the 2000s, definitely give this a check out. We're probably saying that, but you know they've probably seen the series that you know just came out a couple of years ago, and they've probably <laughs> they've probably seen Screen Four, and they're probably well aware of it. But um, definitely, definitely check it out, you young kids with your mobile cellular cellular phones, that modern technology. How would you pull that off now? 
I mean, I know they did it. You couldn't. How, you can't. Who, who would, like, send it's the text on, like, a dummy phone? Yeah. Hey, unknown number. No, like, yeah, nobody answers phones anymore. Like, if yeah, someone yeah, rings yeah. you, you block it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, legit. I made I made five phone calls today, all work-related. Yeah. Nobody picked up. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, I got the text message back saying, uh, I'll call you back. Nobody called me back. I just want to say, that's a shitty way of running a business. You're one of the guys that I rang today, and you didn't answer the phone. I'm trying to get you money, all right? You answer the damn phone. I don't do text messaging, all right? Because then it's yeah. right down. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay, fair enough. Um, sorry, but yeah, sorry, I, sorry, sorry. In, but then in today's climate, I don't think slasher films really work all that well. Um, I just think there's too many cameras, too much DNA um, testing available that it'd just be too easy to capture. Shit. But I think that's but hold on, you say that, but that's it kind of like is the point of these screen movies. Unless they know who the killer is and he's just on the run, but then and it takes over the course of the night, like Halloween 2018. But that was even in itself, that was dumb. Like, yeah, they, you know, that? you talk about the whole plot, you know, we talk, let's not get this right anyway. Oh, that's that's right. Right. <laughs> oh, all right, make a final point, all right, make it quickly, make a final point. Final point is, as always, you can find us on <laughs> SoundCloud, Twitter, um, iTunes, and uh, I don't know how to get on Spotify. I, I can't be bothered figuring that out. Um, um, and I just want to say, whilst I have your everyone's attention, I have been meaning to see The Joker and other films that have come out, but again, life events have kept me very busy. So um, they, I do want to have a Joker episode, and that will come out later on in the year so stay tuned for that um i'm not doing terminator um dark fate because i'm just over that franchise and the fact that it is a franchise has upset me so forget that one that franchise um, has been terminated yeah and um then there may be a couple other films that um in particular in the net in the, in the netflix space um and i'm thinking the irishman um, that'll probably be a next release. So, and I just I will go one more soundbite because we're not going to cover these in the pod, I guarantee you. But uh, definitely, uh, Charles play the remake was all right. Check it out. Um, it wasn't as boring as we all thought. And also check out Stephen King's It Chapter Two. Oh, I was going to actually watch that. If you wanted to talk about that, we could do oh, that. Okay. Okay, fine. We'll we'll leave that for the podcast. So do yeah. not check it out until I spoil it for you. I think we mentioned it before, but um, haven't we talked about it before on the podcast? No, we haven't. We haven't. Okay, I've gone crazy. All right, but yeah, I, I, I will get to that because I actually wanted to see it. Um, it despite now you've talked about it, I've asked yeah. you stuff, but, uh, I've but yeah, about it too, yeah, 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 yeah. But I do want to talk about it because I do want to see it. So I mean, we'll try to put more of these episodes out. But uh, yeah, everyone's busy and we're everyone coming up to Christmas. Is um, Everyone's a very busy time of year. So stay with us and uh, thanks for listening. Until next week or next time. <laughs>